Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and it feels so good to be back. I took the last month or so off um, with the holidays and people's schedules, and here I am, and I'm excited. And if any of you have considered writing a review or rating my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. You can go to the iTunes podcast app or look it up on your computer, look up the Core Nourishment Podcast, and go from there. Um, And the same goes for any of you who might be considering sponsoring my podcast or wanting to be a guest. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me at AnnieWagner.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Core Nourishment. So today, episode 14, I had so much fun just conversing with and interviewing a dear friend of mine who I haven't had a chance to just sit down with in a long time because we're all so busy. He is a chiropractor in the Seacoast area. His name is Dr. Brian McCracken. Yes, his last name is McCracken, and we talk about that. It's pretty funny. Um, But he co-founded In Motion Chiropractic along with his amazing wife and dear friend of mine, Cassie McCracken, and they have two locations in Dover and in Portsmouth. And yeah, we had so much fun. I asked Brian about what led him to want to be a chiropractor and what is chiropractic care? How do they break it down and distinguish themselves in this field? We talk about the whole person approach and Brian breaks down life with the three P's, prime time, prep time, and play time. And I'll leave it at that so you can listen and learn about what that means. Um, and one of the things I love about Brian is his playful spirit. He is so kind, honest, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and really looks at life as a big adventure. We talk about parenting and how that transition was for him and his love for his wife and what it's like parenting and his admiration for moms in the world. Um, He shares an incredibly powerful success story and talks about the importance of passion and choosing happiness. So enjoy this episode and have fun. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and today I'm super excited to be interviewing Dr. Brian McCracken of In Motion Chiropractic. He is a chiropractor in the Dover area and also expanding to Portsmouth, which is super exciting. Brian is also a dear friend of mine um, through, gosh, I think we met, I think the first time we met was at the climbing gym, Brian. Yeah, I think so. I met so. you and Cassie and... Um, through climbing, and then I ended up working with you guys, which was awesome, as your office manager. Um, And then we just became good family friends. I knew you guys before kids. (laughs) I know. That was a long time ago, it feels like. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think your oldest was one. Yeah. We went to his second birthday party. Yeah, and the the power was out. Yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. And he laid on all of his new presents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These are mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, Brian, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, Also, just to get to just have a conversation with you without kids running around and mm-hmm. get to hang out because we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to you to be able to share more with the world what it is that you do and 
Um, I guess we'll just start like with that question. Like what led you, when did you first know you wanted to be a chiropractor? Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, my stepdad is a pharmacist. And so growing up, um, we always had medication given to us for any sniffle, cough, sneeze. And, um, you know, somewhere along the lines, I started thinking, well, goodness, you know, why am I, um, you know, getting this cold or getting this sickness or on this um, antibiotic and my sister's not. Um, so it made me kind of look more into, well, you know, what's the germ theory uh, really about? And, and the medications that we, that we take to prevent or to help cure some of these diseases, um, you know, can make you feel better, but they aren't necessarily always necessary. Um, and so it made me start questioning, you know, what does our innate intelligence really have for us? Um, and it's, it's much bigger picture than the medical model that we kind of grew up with, uh, having a, a pharmacist as a, as a stepdad. So, uh, that made me start looking at other, other possibilities. I also knew I never wanted to sit at a, <laughs> at a job, um, a desk job it. for life. Um, you know, sitting in school is tough enough for the kids that are in there now for, you know, when we were kids, my spine was never in worse shape than when <laughs> so I had to true. sit, um, and I can remember being in high school and, you know, twisting in my chair and, you know, needing that, uh, that stretch or that release, uh, you know, hearing some pops and cracks in my back, not really knowing what that was, mm. uh, but just finding it hard to sit. And then looking at my kids nowadays and wondering, goodness, how do they sit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so all that kind of made me look at something that was much more active. Mm. Uh, uh, right after high school, um, I wasn't quite sure about college. And so I became a roofer for six months. Um, only six months because as soon as it got cold, I was like, You're I'm out of here. And that's when I, that's when I started my college career. And I thought, well, you know, roofing's not for me. Although I gained some good experience with it. I helped a buddy a couple years ago put on a roof and, um, it was supposed to be a two day project that turned into a four day project. And luckily it was over a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And so, um, we started it on you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, finished it Monday night, um, you know, way after it was dark. Um, awesome. that was Mike. Yeah, Mike's oh, yeah. roof. And, and I've done some, you know, little things here and there. And it's a, it's a skill that I've definitely, um, I'm not as fast at it as I think I used to be when I was 18. But, uh, yeah, it's a... It's Something a, you carried with you ever since then. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so that's kind of, that's, that's what kind of prompted me to go to school and, and to find something that was a little more holistic. And that's where chiropractic, you know, fit right in. So going and through undergrad, went, I knew. And you went to school initially, didn't you, um... Where'd you go? You went, you earned your bachelor's of science at the Atlantic Christian University in North Carolina. Yeah, the Mid-Atlantic Christian University. It used to be called Roanoke Bible College. And so I got my, uh, my four-year degree um, bachelor's there. And, um, and I knew even when I was there that I wanted to do something in chiropractic. I think it was maybe my junior year. I figured mm-hmm. that out. Well, that was a, um, you know, just a, um, uh, they didn't have many um, uh, bachelor's programs there. And um, I couldn't get any of my sciences, my pre-med sciences there. So after my four-year degree there, I went to, I transferred to um, Virginia Commonwealth University and got my pre-med. Mm. Uh, I did a couple of prerequisite classes at a, at a local state college, Elizabeth City State University in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and then moved on to Virginia Commonwealth University after graduation. Got at, um, my pre-med from there and then started chiropractic school um, September of 2001. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was September of 01. Awesome. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And then uh, I did transfer a year later to Logan College of Chiropractic, and that's where I met Cassie. So and then the rest is kind of history there. I love joking around, by the way, with Cassie. That I'm like, you married didn't you, you married Brian for his last name, knowing you were both gonna be chiropractors. Exactly, <laughs> like, isn't that yeah. brilliant? It's a marketing it's program. It's perfect. Though. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised, you know, with the last name of Kraken, that my parents weren't, you know, somehow involved in. I know. In chiropractic, you know, it's it's a great last name for a chiropractor. It's so perfect. <laughs> people laugh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, some people actually come and see us for that. Well, um, yeah, totally. We always ask our patients, our new patients, how did you hear about us? And yeah, you've seen this before in the office. And some people will say, I just picked you because your last name. <laughs> hey, that works. <laughs> it <you> works. <laughs> yeah. And then they got in. Yeah. That's awesome. So you were in school for chiropractic. And how, how was that experience? Um, because I know just from my own research and chatting with you and other chiropractors like there's a few different avenues and some are are you know you, you were just talking about referencing um wanting to be a little bit more holistic and there's different viewpoints of chiropractic so um what how do you how do you share like what distinguishes you guys as, as chiropractors um from you know other other chiropractors in the area um i think we bring um we bring a whole body ap- approach to it. Um, you know, there are some chiropractors in uh, in the area that just work on upper cervical. There are some chiropractors that just work on the low back, um, regardless of what they come in with. Um, we take it, um, you know, we kind of incorporate all that. Uh, the whole body moves as a as a um, together, and if one area is not moving properly, some other areas are going to be compromised as well. So. Um, you know, going through school, we learned a whole body approach from the, the school that we went to in St. Louis, uh, Logan College of Chiropractic. Um, we also learned a little bit about nutrition, but very, very little. Um, you know, our, our, the first two years of school is really based around the sciences, um, mm-hmm. you know, anatomies, physiologies, uh, biochemistries. And once you get that out of the way, the next uh, uh, three and a half to four years are, are all based on the body. So it's very similar to medical school. Um, the first two years are your, your basics. And then after that, um, medis, um, medical uh, professionals, um, medical doctors will switch over and do um, mostly pharmacology mm. and toxicology, whereas uh, we stick with the body. We have a semester of toxicology. We don't know squat about medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but we stick with the body. And so if you look at the board scores, um, we, we really do blow them out of the water mm. on our board scores on anatomy and physiology. Because mm. um, that's, that's kind of our bread and butter. We know yeah. how the body moves, the biomechanics of it just as well. Now, it's going to differ, you know, if you, if you, if, uh, in medicine, if you're, if you're going to specialize, you know, orthopedists um, or definitely surgeons, you know, have a little different understanding of it than us. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do some really cool things and we, you know, keep people from necessarily having to go that route, which is really cool. Um, you know, there's a neat, there's a time and a place yeah. for, uh, for medicine and for surgeries. Um, but, uh, for the, for a large portion of people, we can get things moving really, really well and easily without having to go through all that. Uh, a quick story. Uh, this is probably three weeks ago. I went out for a run around eight thirty at night. Um, you know, it gets dark at you know, five thirty or so now. And so yeah. it, was, it was pretty dark outside and I had a headlamp on, um, and it's winter, and so we've had we had some snow on the roads, and there was a snow bank that I didn't see because it was covered with dirt, and you just didn't. It just blended right in. It camouflaged itself in the road, and I stepped on the side of the snow bank and twisted my ankle. It was mm. about a hundred oh, meters God. from the house, oh, and man. I know it sucked. I twisted <laughs> my ankle, and then I literally 
um, limped back around. I thought I'd stepped on like a, a piece of um, asphalt from the road. And I'm thinking, how did I not see this asphalt? I turned around and I couldn't see anything. I walked back to where I tripped. And sure enough, there was like a little chunk of ice in the road oh, that had yeah. dirt all over it. I was like, I can't believe I hit that. I limped back to the house. I went inside, took my shoes off. Um, Cassie came downstairs and she's like, what happened? I said, I just twisted my ankle. She was like, all right, lay it on the floor. I laid down on the floor. She adjusted my ankle, huge pop release. And, um, and I uh, put my shoes back on and went for my run. Oh, you went back I out? I went back out. I, I was able to actually run after that. Was it um, painful? No, it wasn't painful. I did baby it a little bit. Um, and uh, it wasn't painful. I, I must have compensated a little bit because the next day my left foot was hurting. Oh, the <laughs> so, opposite foot. Yeah. yeah, the opposite foot, the one that was putting more pressure. So I probably should have just, you know, hey, called it quits, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, but, you know, uh, I wanted to finish that run. I wanted to go for that run. And I did. I was able to go out and do a two-mile run, no big deal. And um, I love that, Brian, because your slogan, you're, like you guys say, like we're keeping you healthy through the motions of life. And that is exactly what you just did. Like yeah. here you are like going out to go for a run. Oh, all right, barely made it. I'm going to go. Cassie adjusted me, and then you're mm-hmm. back out. And we just put ourselves out of alignment. Yep. And we get ourselves back in alignment, and things do function like they're supposed to. Mm. Um, and that's what chiropractic is. It's chiropractic. Uh, it's it's mobilizing joints that are not mobilized, um, that aren't mo- either moving or they're they're not moving correctly. Mm. Um, and so that's what we do. Uh, a similar story happened with Kai. He was at Blitz Air Park jumping, and he I twisted his ankle. Did you? Did were you there for this? No. Um, yeah. Cassie told, I, Cassie me, told me about it. Yeah, and uh, he he literally hopped off the the um, the mats and couldn't put any pressure on his ankle. She adjusted him right there, and he got back out and jumped the rest of the day. And we haven't heard of any residuals. You know, we're, we check his ankles, knees, mm-hmm. hips all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we adjust our kids once a week, um, and check them at least once a week. So, chiropractic is some cool stuff, and it can it can prevent those um those long-term injuries from sticking around by yeah. getting things treated soon and quickly yeah yeah so ex- will you expand on that for listeners out there um what who is your do you have an ideal client a patient um and yeah just expand on that because you um, mentioned kids and then you're talking yeah, about preventing prevention. we do work with um you know kids of all all ages and i say kids of all ages because i think of ourselves oh as totally kids. that's one of the things i love about you brian is you're yeah. so like playful I mean, where, where was my are. 40th birthday party Surprise i know birthday party at <laughs> blitz air park yeah. yeah um and so uh so so our I think maybe if I had my wish of a target market, it would be active people. Uh, we definitely see people all um, you know, they, that run the entire gamut, um, but my active people get better results. Uh, my active people, think about it, we're firing off more proprioception when we're active. Uh, the proprioception is that ability to know where your body is in space and time. So if we close our eyes and we wiggle our fingers, um, we can feel that sensation of our fingers wiggling by, by, by getting that input back to our brain. So. If we're not moving, which happens, you know, when kids sit at their desks, when um, when people are working from a desk job, uh, when people are having to drive long distances, um, uh, when when we have an injury that's immobilized the joint, um, you know, whether it's from muscle spasm or something being subluxated, um, when any, whenever that happens, we lose that proprioceptive input, that sensory input from that joint, and so um, you know, people who are more active they fire those off more often. And so they do know what their body's doing at any given uh, point in time better than people who don't have that activity um, behind them. So even when an injury happens, like, you know, a minor injury, like uh, a twist of an ankle or, you know, I slept funny on my neck, um, they're, uh, 
they're more um, they're more likely to get something like that checked out sooner, mm-hmm. and so therefore we get faster results. Versus someone who is already a couch potato that you know twists is wrong, twists wrong vacuuming, and says, "Oh, it'll probably go away in a couple of days. I'm just going to sit on the couch and rest it some more, and let me take some medicine. Mm-hmm. Let me take some ibuprofen or some Tylenol, um, you know, something to decrease the inflammation, decrease the pain, and then they end up doing you know maybe their normal um, their normal routines." When they should be in pain doing this, they've self-medicated, or maybe they've not even self-medicated. Maybe they've gone to see, you know, the urgent care or their mm-hmm. or their uh, their primary care, and the primary care has given them something that just masks the pain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fix the problem. There's a lot of fear of pain. Oh, there is. Yeah, um, who, yeah none of us like pain, mm-hmm. um, but pain's there for a purpose and a reason. And the the purpose is um, to to let you know that hey, something's wrong, and take it easy. And also, um, that inflammation, the pain that comes with inflammation, is there to heal. So if you do twist your ankle and it swells up, that's normal. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's we good want sign. that blood flow. Yeah. You know, if you if you cut yourself with a you know a dirty knife and it bleeds, you want that to bleed and get some of that dirt out of there. Mm. Uh, and that also lays down new collagen and gives you some um, you know the scar, which then turns into you know normal skin eventually. So same thing with uh you know with inflammation under the skin, we want that to be present. And when we take ibuprofen, uh, we take those medicines that decrease that when we put a bunch of ice on it, then yeah, it, it prolongs that healing process. So through chiropractic, it's pretty cool. And we see fabulous results with, um, with mobilizing the joints and then, um, you know, giving some exercises, uh, for people to do at home to get them off the couch. Mm. Um, and sometimes there's some counseling that's involved in there too. I was going to say, I feel like I remember, when I was when I worked in the, in the office, and just how often, and and patients would come in, like um, sometimes couples or families, and just basically like call you their counselor. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of counseling that goes. It's a lot of coaching yeah. and marriage and, counseling. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who wants to hang out with somebody who doesn't feel good? Date to know? the chiropractor. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and when you don't feel good, you're no fun to be around. Right. So. Right. Uh, so yeah, totally. we, we see that in the office too. And how do you how do you um, kind of coach someone around chiropractic who is coming to see you but has never been to chiropractic before, to a chiropractor before, and is, is skeptical, is, is scared. And- um, it's pretty gentle. So we are members of this uh, website called the ICPA for Kids. Um, it's the International Chiropractic um, Association's um, kids website. And um, and it's uh, there's a different way that we adjust kids than we adjust adults. And uh, it's a much less aggressive type of a, a movement for kids. In fact, our babies... We adjust them right on top of mom and dad. You know, we lay mom and dad on, on their back and we put babies right on their chest and we can wiggle them around and it's very gentle movements for mobilizing kids' joints. Um, <clears throat> so so there's, um, there's, there's a lot of gentle techniques out there um, that we practice as well. Um, we do some more of the aggressive adjustments. Some, sometimes we need to just hammer on something and get it moving. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, if we get it in the right position, um, we can mobilize it uh, in a gentle way. We might hear some pops and cracks. Um, we usually don't in our kids. Um, it's a it's a very different type of adjustment. Adjustment. There are even some adults that don't like those pops and cracks, and so we have ways of moving bones without without those noises. Um, you know, pops and cracks can sometimes be disconcerting, especially you know when you hear somebody go, oh, "I bent over this way and I heard a pop, and then I felt a bunch of pain." Yeah, or that's their you, association to it. Yeah, so, yeah. You twisted your knee and felt a pop. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and then felt some pain and. Um, you know, for the ankle, you know, people will talk about feeling pops in the ankles all the time, yeah. too. And it's it's not, yeah, it's not a fun thing. Um, 
but sometimes we get those pops and cracks. Sometimes we need to get them. Yeah. Um, but it's everybody's different. So um, every adjustment's different. There's no cookie cutter recipe for any of us. And I love, I really appreciate that about you and Cassie and your practice, Brian. And I know I, I'm somewhat biased because I've, you know, gone to you guys for years now. Um, and you are so, with that comment, you are so personable. You you guys do an excellent job at making people feel really comfortable. And, and not just, you know, cliche, like you get to know your patients and people feel that and appreciate that. And, um, and you recognize that they're individuals, um, which is great. And, yeah. and with how you approach their care. So that's a that's a huge positive um, for you guys. So, Thanks. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, do you have, like, is there, like, one case, I mean, like, a success story that comes to mind that you want to share? Um, that probably, doesn't feel... <laughs> yeah, probably one of the coolest um, stories that I've got uh, was, I goodness... 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I was still new in practice. I was, I'd probably been in practice for a year. Um, and I was seeing a grandmother and she mentioned something about, oh, her, you know, her son is not getting any rest. They just had a new baby. Have I told you this story? No, before? I don't even know uh, if I've heard this. This is, um, cool. this, this is the, like, um, it gives me chills thinking about it still. So, um, so the grandmother said that their, her, her son and, and daughter-in-law weren't resting because they just had a new baby. And it's like, oh, that's normal. And she said, no, but you know, their baby's not doing too well. Um, he was vacuumed out. They, he got stuck in the birth canal. They had to vacuum him out. Um, he, he doesn't sleep. He has hiccups all the time. And these mm-hmm. hiccups don't stop. You know, they're always there. They may subside you know, for you know, a, a minute uh, or two, but then they come right back. And he wakes himself up, and they seem painful. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts him when he hiccups. And so dad's not sleeping, mom's not sleeping, and it's just, it's just bad. They're headed down to Boston um, for some exploratory surgery next week. And I said, why don't you bring him in and let's see what we can do. You know, there may be something wrong with his spine. So, and um, how old is he at this point? He was uh, three weeks old oh my at gosh. this point. Yeah. Wow. So for the last three weeks, they, they haven't slept, slept at, at you know? all. And that can be very normal. Usually it doesn't start until two weeks. Right. You know, like right. babies are born and then they, they, they're, they're all, they, they just lay there for two weeks. And then finally they're like, oh, where the heck am I? Mm. And they start crying. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. This started from the time this baby came out, oh. no rest whatsoever. Um, you know, and two, after that kind of, you know, first week or two, your, um, your adrenaline, your epinephrine and norepinephrine kind of dies down from the whole just giving birth. Um, and so you, you get a little more tired after yeah. that point uh, where well, they just hadn't had any rest uh, whatsoever. And, and so they did, reluctantly, they brought the baby in to see me. Um, the, the son and daughter-in-law, they had never been to see chiropractors before, so they didn't know what to expect. Um, but they brought him in and uh, we examined him. And um, the first adjustment that I gave him, and this is probably one of the loudest um, pops I've ever heard out of a baby, um, but I, uh, um, no fast motions. I literally just, the baby's lying face down on dad's stomach, dad's on his back. Um, and, uh, I, I palpated the neck, found that, uh, C3 and four were really rotated and, and stuck. And so I just twisted the baby's head and those two vertebrae just let loose. Um, wow. and it was loud. It was a loud pop. Dad's eyes got big. Um, you know, mom's eyes got big. Grandma's eyes got big. Cause we, they were all there. Mm. They wanted to see this happen. And um, the baby fell asleep. Right away. Right away. Oh, my god. The hiccups, like, stopped. And the baby just laid there and fell asleep on dad's chest. And, and oh I'm my like, gosh. wow, that was, wow. that was loud. And the baby had been crying up to this point, had been hiccuping up to this point. Um, and the baby just literally fell asleep. And, uh, and I said, that was pretty cool. 
<laughs> and loud. And, uh, and um, the dad started crying. The mom started crying. Oh the grandma gosh. started crying. And I even <laughs> had like, some tears in my eyes, yeah, too. And, um, and, wow. and I said, well, let's, let's see how this goes. Um, I'll see you again on, you know, I don't know, it was, maybe this was a Monday. And I said, I'll see you again either tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, see how he's doing. Um, they came back in Wednesday, and the hiccup stayed gone for, you know, um, maybe 24 hours or something like that. Um, it wasn't like they just kind of stopped for a yeah. minute or two. Like yeah. they, had, they were gone, like they, and then they came back, and so we adjusted the baby again, and immediately the hiccups went away again. So it wasn't wow. like it, it was, you know, okay, let's, you know, a, a couple hours and see if the hiccups stopped. No, they were, like, gone um, uh, in, in a blink of an eye, and... Um, and so they brought, they brought him back in, you know, for a, a few more visits until the hiccups weren't there. They canceled their appointments in Boston for exploratory surgery That's amazing, to see Ryan. why this, uh, you know, this diaphragm was so spastic. Um, and we know, um, you know, through our, through our training that, and this is exactly why I went to the neck. Um, the diaphragm is controlled by cervical vertebra three, four, and five. Yeah. And so I, met, I immediately went there to see, okay, how are these bones moving? Yeah. Um, and they weren't moving well. Probably from the, the birth experience. And, Probably from the birth. I mean, it's a pretty traumatic yeah. experience without any medical intervention. You know, could you imagine just having that head pulled on? Um, I read an interesting story the other day about Sylvester Stallone. And uh, he was a forcep baby. Did you really? know that? Oh, my gosh. I didn't hear um, this. No. I didn't know this either until Wikipedia. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe it's wrong, but I kind of believe it. He's got that facial paralysis. He's got that slurred mm-hmm. speech. Um, they ripped the facial nerve when they were um, pulling him out. Um, wow. He was born in, what was he? He's 70 now. So, um, you know, uh, 45 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were pulling him out of the birth canal. That was pretty common with the forceps at that yeah. time. Like, um, yeah, they, a, they, they tore his facial nerve, and so he had paralysis on that oh side of his face ever since he was a, a baby, and he still has it. So um, pretty neat. Wow. Um, so, yeah, some, some bad things can – some cool things can happen from that too. Yeah. You can get a baby that's alive. You know, if a baby yeah. is stuck and, you know, you don't have – they're, they don't have time to, 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 to um, you know, put them under the knife or something. That baby's got to come out. Goodness, mm-hmm. you know, worst case scenario, yeah. you, you use the forceps. Yeah. So thank goodness that we've got those options there. You know, thank goodness we have the option for cesarean section when it's needed. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty traumatic experience without those things and even more so with, with those, those things. things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that was the coolest. That is amazing. Um, I never heard that story before. Yeah. Thanks um, for sharing. Yeah. I, and I usually tell that to maybe my, my, my moms and dads of, of kids, you know, yeah. about, hey, you know, is this safe for my kid? Um, yeah. I'll tell them that story. Or if I'm seeing them and they mention something about their kids and go, oh, let me just tell you some st- a story yeah. about a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't kept up to see where this kid is now today, but he never went through surgery when he was, you know, three weeks old. That's amazing. Uh, unnecessary surgery. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that what would have, have found out? Oh, the diaphragm's fine. You know, we don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. So that's incredible. Wow. So speaking of kids, you, I've witnessed you and Cassie going from being a couple, starting your practice in 2007 in Dover to now having three boys. Um, how is, how is being a dad and what, what's, what's Brian like, not chiropractor? <laughs> boring. And so. Yeah. <laughs> what? Having kids is boring? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, I mean, I love my kids to death. I have to preface it with that because they t- totally ruined my life. You know? <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. But kids, definitely, they're not easy Everything for sure. Changes. Um, yeah, and none of us have a freaking clue what it's like <laughs> to have kids until we have kids. I mean, I was so smart about kids. I knew exactly how to raise kids until I had kids. 
Oh, I remember you used to give me a hard time. Like, come on in, come out. Like, let's go run. Go, let's, let's go, go surf. Let's let's go, yeah. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you got to go home. You got kids to take care of. Uh, and that's something you don't realize until you have kids. You know, we all we all think it's going to be you know, roller skates and lollipops. And yeah, you know, having kids is tough. Um, it takes a lot of work. Uh, someone told me the other day in the office, a, a, a grandmother said, uh, well, it's either, either put a lot of time into them now or you're going to put a lot of time into them later. Mm. Um, and it's easier to put more time into them now. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's definitely, it makes you, um, it makes you prioritize a little bit more. You know, yeah, I'd always like to surf more. I'd always like to be able to go for more runs and more bike rides or, you know, get back into triathlons. But um, yeah, now it's just raising kids for a little while and eventually they're going to start doing that stuff with me and I'm going to have to draft off them, you know, um, <laughs> exactly. now they're trying to keep up with, with those things that we do, but, uh, eventually it's going to, the tables are going to turn and hopefully, um, uh, you know, the, the time that we put into our kids now is going to uh, make them more fun for when we don't have to stop for nap time. Yeah. I think that's what kills me right now. It's like, oh, we're having fun. Let's go sledding. Okay. Someone's got to go and take a nap. You know, they're crying because, um, their boot fell off or something. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. I mean, now their socks all wet and it's yeah. Can't they just keep their it gloves on? It just halts on? like what you were originally going to do. Talk about learning mm-hmm. adaptability and yes. agility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it makes you juggle lots of things when you have kids, and um, uh, they're definitely fun. And and what I hear from parents who are past, like you know you, um, yeah, they get more fun as they get older. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and it's different challenges when they get older. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what our lives are now. You know, it's, it's work and then it's kids, work and kids and work and kids. And yeah, we get to play. I mean, we're, we, we, um, Cassie and I haven't been on a vacation, just the two of us since 2010. It's 2016 or 2017, but we're going to to Puerto Rico in April for our 10 year anniversary. That is so awesome. So we're pretty stoked about that. So excited for you guys. Yeah. Um, and to be able to model that, too, for your kids, you know, how yeah. important that is yeah. um, when you can figure out the logistics, too. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be staying with their grandparents, and you know, hopefully their grandparents will survive. And that's the thing, too. Kids are so stinking resilient. Um, they're going to they're gonna be fine through whatever we put them through. You know, and our parents screwed us up somehow. <laughs> We're probably going to screw our kids up somehow. We may not, may not know how that is until, you know, they get into counseling. Um, but, but, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, um, that when you have kids, you know, your, your life changes Yeah. and I'm still trying to accept that. Yeah. Cassie reminds me of it all the time. Yeah. You know, Brian, you got kids now. No, you can't, uh, you know, they can't babysit themselves yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're not quite there yet. Yeah. But you know, it's great too. Brian is witnessing you guys make, you know, into that transition and then just, you know, knowing you guys, it's like you make the choice every day to just to yes like you're acknowledging and saying out loud like it's hard to accept and you're making the choice to be present with them and and you 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 get active with them you play with them um, and i really appreciate that about you guys so it's fun it is fun um yeah there's definitely fun times no one ever told me though that kids cry every day (laughs) (laughs) you you don't cry every day right (laughs) i didn't know this about kids Every day, and it can be something silly or stupid, and they do get better. Like my six-year-old, he just turned six yesterday. Happy birthday, Kai. Happy birthday. Um, he doesn't cry every day anymore. Mm. Um, but Zeke, he's four. He probably still cries every day. Yeah. Dax cries multiple times every day. He's 15 months. Um, but uh, We're emotional beings. We are emotional yeah. beings, yeah. Um, and sometimes that's how that's really how we express ourselves when we're 15 months. Yes, totally. Um, it's either that or we chuck a, you know, a... a cracker across the kitchen or something or, <laughs> or a lego. yeah or a lego yeah or we eat a lego oh yeah um, 
And, uh, um, but yeah, you know, once, once we had, um, Dax, our, our third, he, um, I feel like number one, number two kind of took him under their wings a little bit and showed him the ropes for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of made a little bit easier. We've got some, not that we leave them at home alone, but we got some built-in babysitters. Mm -hmm. Whereas with just one child, you know, you are that child's play toy. Yes. All the time. Then when you have number two, it's like number one and two become their, each other's play toy. Mm -hmm. And then you can hang out again with your spouse. You can, you know, go shovel the driveway and they can watch you from the window or, you know, you just have a little bit more freedom actually when you have more kids. Yeah. Um, and to watch their relationships way. build and, and grow. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that they, they miss each other when they're not around um, each other. Um, and I love the what you shared the other day, you know, of um, of how Kai and, and your second are helping the youngest <laughs> escape. Oh, yeah, escape from the crib. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Go break our brother out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it. Uh, and it's funny, too, because Kai was even like, oh, don't let Dax uh, hit his head, Zeke. You know, and, um, he, I think he did bonk his head on something, but he was fine. He piled up all the pillows. Yeah, they yeah. got pillows all around, and they're, you know, yeah, they're figuring things out, that's and so that's cool. cool to see. You know, when they first come out, they're just these blobs that can't do anything for themselves, and then they turn into these uh, thinkers. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what we're creating in our in our next in this next generation of people is a is a whole group of thinkers that are going to come up with inventions that we never thought of. Yeah. Um, Amazing. You know, I mean, we've always mostly, you know, we've, we've always seen computers. I mean, they were much bigger when we were kids. I was born in 75, and I know back in the 80s, the computers were humongous. Oh, yeah, I totally remember. And these now, yeah. blocks. <laughs> we have these computers that are in the palms of our hands. Or even um, on the wrists. Even on the wrists. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, what's going to happen in another, you know, 40 years? Oof, Who scary. knows? Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and our kids are going to be... You know, at the at the forefront of this this kind of stuff. Hopefully, they'll be chiropractors. <laughs> I know. So, is that your is that do you have a vision of what is your vision for the future of in motion chiropractic? What's so exciting is you guys have expanded to Portsmouth too. So yeah, you're so, you're grounded in Dover, very well known, and I love how connected you guys are in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you really connect well with so many other local chiropractors as well mm-hmm. as practitioners and studios and. And here you are expanding in Portsmouth. How's yeah. that feel? It feels good. It's just gonna. I think it's just gonna be a snowball from here. Um, you know, we our practice in Dover is almost ten years old. It'll be ten years in October, um, and uh, expanding into Portsmouth, we're not having to start from ground zero. Um, I've had patients from when I practiced in Newburyport that have been coming up to see us in in Dover for years, and so they've. Now that we're now that we have a we have one room one office in in Portsmouth we're moving to a space where they will, they will accommodate Cassie and I a little bit better with three rooms um, they but they come up and see me in Portsmouth now you know versus having to drive all the way to Dover an extra twenty five minutes that's awesome uh, past there um, and so yeah if I can create an office for each one of the boys you know, each <laughs> one of the kids then I might be able to retire in twenty you know oh my gosh Zeke's uh, Kai's six. So in twenty years he'll yeah. be he'll be a chiropractor. Yeah. Um, so in twenty. I years, love how you say he he will be a chiropractor. Okay. Uh, Cassie and I have very different <laughs> beliefs on this. Um, you know, I'll make comments like that to Cassie. Like, I can't wait till the boys take over the practice, and she'll say, "Our boys are going to do whatever they want, Brian." And I'm like, I, I I understand that. Like on top you know, of being chiropractors, <laughs> I, I agree. But we have an influence here, you know, to influence them in in the way of chiropractory. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm pushing for. And if they don't want to be chiropractors, that's fine. Yeah. And there goes their inheritance. I'll give it to someone else. 
<laughs> um, but, you know, if you think about it, um, all the people that we come in contact with every day, I, I guarantee you that there's um, fewer people than we think. And, and even in our profession where we mostly hang out with happy people mm. um, that do love their careers, you think about the professions that, um, that you know, are, are not happy. And there's a lot of those out there. Um, you know, showing the showing our kids today that you can be in a profession that you love. Um, you know, an example is a garbage man. Um, there was a garbage guy that that uh, came around to pick our garbage up, I and mean, he still does. I just don't get to see him very often. Um, but every day, the kids would sit on the sidewalk and they'd wave to this guy, and he would honk at him. And one day, the truck was going by, and I was out there with him, and and the guy stopped, and he goes, "Don't worry, Dad. They'll grow out of it." You know, the fascination with being a garbage <laughs> man. And I thought that's kind of funny. It made me laugh. But then I thought, you know what, if they never grew out of that and they loved what, you know, driving this truck around and the looks of it, you know, and, and they had a and blast the doing that, waving like the getting, kids. Yeah. I mean, because this guy, apparently he loved his job. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he didn't always love his job. And you know, there are certain aspects about my job. There are days where I go, gosh, you know what, today I'm just not loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got to, you know, make that switch because, you know, you, you can't, you know, you you're um, you're you're in, you're you're healing, and you can't easily heal when you're when you don't feel like you're in a place of healing. Um, so you got you got to kind of set that mindset up. But if they wanted to be garbage men and they love doing that, gosh, have at it. Yeah. You know, I'll wave to you and I'll honk at you when you go by, and um, you know, I'll stand on the side with my grandkids and they can wave. You know, yeah. Um, but if it's something you love to do, I don't care what it is. Um, you know, as long as you love doing, as long as you're happy, as long as you feel fulfilled and satisfied at the end of the day, that you positively contributed to society mm. man that would be awesome yeah That'd and that's the hope i mean gosh, that's the hope yeah. for our kids whatever it is yeah definitely um, yeah i mean there's um and that and that i think if you can you know um translate that into other aspects of your life gosh you know be happy yeah it's the biggest thing if you're not happy doing it it's not worth it. If, it if you're not if you're not having fun doing it it's not worth it. And not that every aspect of my, my, my career, your career is really, is happy. You know, when I got to sit down with the accountant and, you know, figure stuff out or mm-hmm. I've got to, you know, look at payroll or um, I've got to, you know, uh, button up those notes for that auto accident. I don't like doing that stuff, but yeah. it's just, that's just a small portion of what we do. You know, we, uh, we, we connect with people. Yeah, and you, you've always, I, I really love, really admire that about you, right? Like, you've always made a choice. Like, you're, you're very, you're very aware of, like, I'm this, I have a choice here. I can choose to be happy and, and yeah, acknowledge the one that doesn't feel joyful. And, and then how am I going to, like, channel my energy and, and see the positive and all that I'm learning here, even through, yeah. you know, the challenges of being a parent and challenges of being a chiropractor or, you mm-hmm. know, looking at your, the, the accountants and the bank stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know who can do that more than anybody else is Cassie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed. Like, and you've probably you've you seen you're one of her close friends. And sometimes being a mom is not easy. You know how this is. Uh, yeah. Being a dad is much easier than being a mom. Um, <laughs> being a mom is so much more difficult. I'm so glad I'm not a mom. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, moms just like you guys have this. There's something else that you guys have that dads don't have. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's because you know you you're, you birthed them, or maybe it's that. Uh, that, you know, other uh, X chromosome. But um, dads just don't have it. In fact, who was it? Louis C.K. said this about the election. Did you hear this? No, I wouldn't hear uh, Someone was interviewing, I can't remember who it was, Conan O'Brien or something, and he said, you know, what are your thoughts on the election? This was back in, gosh, you know, September or something. And uh, Louis C.K. said, well, I'll tell you, you know, who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And this is why. He said, because Hillary Clinton's a mom. And I, I have no, no um, political affiliation 
Um, you know, I, this isn't a political debate or anything. I'm not saying a yay or nay for either side. But this was Louis C.K.'s take on it. And it made me <laughs> laugh really hard. He was like, I'm picking Hillary Clinton because she's a mom. Period. <laughs> not because I think she's the lesser of the two evil evils. He's like, I don't think that at all. He said, I think she's the best one for the job because moms take care of people. Moms take care of things. Mom mm-hmm. gets thing, moms get things done. He said, um, you know, dad, being a dad's great. You know, he was, he's a dad. Uh, he said, you know, um, uh, whoever was interviewing him, he said, you know, you're a dad and we're great dads um, to a certain point. He said, but the best dad in the world can ever only give 40% of what kids need to them. Mm-hmm. Moms, it's different. 200%, you know, that's what they get. You <laughs> 200, know. yeah. 200%, it's not even 100, it's, it's over the top. And he said, you know, what was the last time you talked to your mom? You are probably like, okay, mom, I'll take care of it. You know, your mom's just kind of on you. Yeah. Um, they give, you know, when you don't want them to give anymore. And, uh, and he said the worst mom in the world, you know, she could be a drug addict, you know, alcoholic, um, you know, whatever, never present. And she's still giving 200% of herself to her kids. You know, mm-hmm. her kids are everything. Uh, but, uh, but that was just, you know, a comedian's take on it. That's um, awesome. And that's true. That's like great. moms do, they give a hundred percent, over a hundred percent of what they've got to their kids. Um, and I don't know how Cassie does it. So yeah, she could be worn out, worn down, you know, had to make lunches, you know, clean the kit, whatever it may be. And then when she's like in front of patients, she is on, mm, you know, and it's, she is she's so present. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen her when she's frustrated, you know, she's my wife, you know, we, we have those intimate times where, you know, she's not feeling, feeling it at all. And I know when those are, but then like I see her with patients and I go, how did you make that switch? Cause mm. I can never do it. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, an even keel all the time, but I, I, if I'm, if I'm having a frustrating day, like, I don't know, I have a hard time turning it off where moms just, they just do it. Yeah. So it's impressive. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Um, it's an it's an awesome shout out too, and Cassie is incredible in that way. Yeah. Um, and I I like to believe that everyone, you know, we're all doing the absolute best that we can in every given moment, whatever that looks yeah. like. And it's gonna look like it's gonna look different for everyone. It so, is gonna look different for everybody. Yeah, it is, and um, yeah, it's it's true. It's just a, every day is, we're taking it one day at a time. Yeah, and it depends on the ability to. It, it depends on knowing. Um, that you've got that ability because everybody's got that ability. Exactly. Um, everybody's yeah. got that ability to step up, you know, when it doesn't, when it, when it's not comfortable, you know, getting out of your comfort zone to make something happen, um, choosing the right, the right thing to do, um, you know, the integrity of, of questions. Um, everyone's got that ability to make the right decision. It's just, we don't always think we've got that ability. Mm. You know, we think, oh, this is just kind of what I've been given. Um, and yeah, some people can fall into feeling victim to what they're, exactly. what they're experiencing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's like, it's not fun for the person that's um, falling, that, that, that feels like that, but they just don't, they don't have that self-confidence to think that they can do it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever experienced that. Um, uh, yeah, I feel very lucky to have come from a home life that I've, I've come from, um, and it can't be easy uh, coming from, you know, tough situations, but people do it every day mm-hmm. uh, and make those positive um, choices. Yeah. And that's kind of one thing, you know, we, I feel like we need to show our kids um, that, you know, no, it's not, I'd much rather sit here and play trouble, you know, with you guys or, or sorry or whatever game it is um, that we're playing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's time for dad to go to work. It's, you know, mom's got to go to work and you go to school. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. And then, you know, there's playtime. Like, um, I always say that there's three times to my day. There's um, prime time, prep time, and playtime. And I didn't make these up. I had I love these that. years ago. 
Um, prime the time. Three P's. <laughs> three P's, totally. Um, prime time is um, when I'm in the office um, working and I'm adjusting patients, and you know we're talking about health. And um, and my prep time is maybe um, you know reviewing charts before they come in, patients come in, or doing some continuing education, or doing some some reading about um, you know something new, um, or refreshing my my brain on nutrition or something like that. Um, and if I don't have my um, prep time, then I'm not going to be as a, effective as a doctor during my prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what helps my my prep time is having some play time. You know, totally, I love this. Brian. And this being so able to like you know yeah. get out and move and play and laugh and giggle and you know be silly and um, you know exercise and go surf and a vacation and hang out with family and you know drink a beer or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know? If I if I don't have that play time there, then my prep time is not going to be as focused, and my prime time is going to be off too. And that so, that play time is absolutely foundational. You're hitting you're hitting exactly what I love. Like yeah. that's what I like to think of as core nourishment. Like you're yeah. nourishing yourself through play and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself first, which oftentimes is so hard when we're trying to balance everything else that you're just talking about. And what happens is a lot of times for a lot of people that play time goes to the bottom of the list. But mm-hmm. I love that you're that you're talking about how you look at it as, as like first and foremost and sharing that with your kids too. Yeah. Um, Cassie's often said to me things like, gosh, you're in a grumpy mood tonight. Yeah. Will you just go for a run? Yeah. You know, you just, yeah, <laughs> get out and do something to get your mind off, you know, mm-hmm. go to the gym, go for a swim, you know, whatever it may be, just, yeah, you know, reset. Yeah. Um, and that does help you reset having that, that play time there and it helps you be able to focus better in all other aspects of your life. So when you have, when you do have free time, Brian, what do you, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind that you love to go do? Um, yeah. What's the surf like, you know? Yeah. And I'm, and not that I'm a great surfer, but you know, um, I, like I like to get out there and, um, you know, you know, even though I'm not catching as many waves as the guy next to me, like we're, you're just riding hills, whether you're on your stomach standing up. Um, I can't wait for the boys to get out and start doing that yeah. with me. And then, um, you know, uh, then we can definitely have more more of that that surf time, uh, but that's one of those sports that's kind of difficult because you can't you can't easily go like today's Friday you can't easily go all right I got a three hour lunch coming up on Monday I think I'm going to go catch some waves mm. no you've got to you've got to look at that maybe the day before or Monday morning and go all right the 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 winds are right the mm. swells coming in right. um, the tides are right um, so um, it'll work <laughs> yeah so it works all those things have to come together it's not like just any given day is going to bring some good surf it's yeah. got to be the you know the right combination of things and cassie it's um you know poor thing i'm telling you she's a saint <laughs> um because everything like every year when like during hurricane season she'll she'll say things like i just got to remember that when it's hurricane season we're just not going to see you around yeah. a whole lot because <laughs> any chance i get you know i'll i'll be in the water before 4 30 you know mm-hmm. up here in new england it gets it gets light like um, first light's four thirty or so on the on the longest day, and um, and I've got to be in the office by eight, which means I got to be out of the water by um, seven o'clock, you know, to try to you know get um, cleaned off and then twenty five minute ride back to the office to be in the office by seven thirty to see patients at eight, and so if I can get in the water at four thirty, then I've got a solid two and a half um, you know hours yeah um, to to surf before uh, before I have to get out. And so um, when that happens, yeah, I may not see the kids until that night. Or if I don't go home until late, I may not see them until the next day. Or, yeah. Um, so that's just. But yeah, as you said, soon enough, like you could be taking Kai with you. <laughs> exactly. Soon enough, I'll be like, dude, wake up. Or we'll be like, daddy, me. wake up. You yeah. Know, let's, let's go play. 
Um, and that's coming. And, and I feel like right now, if I can still set that example for them, that that's what we do. You know, when you learn how to swim, you learn how to, you know, get out there and paddle um, into these waves. Like, we'll, we'll be going together. Um, have more adventures. Have more adventures, yeah. totally. Because it is, I mean, that's, that's the most fun. And, and, you know, even with what we do in our jobs, like, yeah, there's still adventure in that, you know, figuring things out and you know, meeting new people and the conversations that you have with people. It's all an adventure. Yeah, even this. Yeah, exactly. having an adventure right now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, is there anything else, Brian, that you feel like you want to share um, that relates to what you do or more about adventures of life, oh, riding these waves? <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't know. Um, How can people, where can people find you guys? Um, so our website is um, inmotion-cairo.com. Uh, right now we've got the office in Dover that we're there full time, you know, five to six days a week. And I say five to six because we're there two Saturdays a month. Um, and then in Portsmouth, the exact same number, um, the exact same uh, our website, our number is uh, 603-516-0990. Um, and so we're pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, and, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's lots of venues for bringing health and um, lots of things under that umbrella, and chiropractic is just one of them, um, you know, proper nutrition is a huge aspect of, of being well and, Definitely. um, you know, a good dental hygiene, you know, is a good aspect of being well. Um, and yeah, chiropractic is just one of those facets of it. So, and getting up out of your seat once in a while and stretching and <laughs> getting out of your seat forever. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, the standing workstations now, um, have come so far. When I first started in practice in, uh, 2005, um, they had they had uh, treadmill workstations uh, had just kind of hit the market. I mean, they were high end of thirty to uh, forty grand for a desk. Now you can you can um, get one for probably you know, two thousand dollars. A treadmill workstation, the standing workstations I want to say were probably a couple grand, mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, three or four grand. Now you can pick one up for you know uh, three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, or even make one so make yourself. One. Yeah, yeah, totally. Handy. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, well, yeah. thanks, Brian. This was so much fun. Yeah, I'm so glad fun. that we got to do this. And, Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, you're welcome.